When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show gets going right now, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Much to discuss, as always. We've got, is it going to be Trump Tuesday tonight? Is it going to actually happen? Is the, the man himself, former president, number 45, is he going to... Make a big announcement. Very big. We're going to hear about it tonight. We'll see. I think it's scheduled for tonight around 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there's a press conference of sorts at Mar-a-Lago. So we'll, we'll obviously be talking about where that's all going. Republicans, as I speak to you, I believe are one seat from, officially one seat from the House majority. Um, Lauren... Bobert's win in Colorado, a bit of a come-from-behind situation there. We have had, I think it's important for everyone to hear this, we have had some very narrow contests in a few states that have, in fact, gone for the Republican, even after some delays in the vote count. So we just have to make sure we're clear on, on all the facts everywhere as we look at what the heck happened here. Um, We got Lee Zeldin, who I think did as much as any individual for the Republicans to have a House majority here, the imminent House majority. He is, uh, Zeldin is reportedly considering a bid for chair of the Republican National Committee after his ex, uh, exceptional, unsuccessful, but still exceptional run in the New York gubernatorial race. Mitch McConnell, speaking of leadership, still planning to rush through that vote, and I have a feeling that... He will continue to be Senate Minority Leader. I know it makes me sad, but it is what it is, as they say. Um, Also, there was a pretty funny Elon Musk Twitter exchange where he got called out by one of his developers. You got to figure, if you're a Twitter employee at this point, 
given what's going on over there, you might want to keep your head down, particularly when it comes to the over 100 million followers of the boss, when you say you don't know what you're talking about publicly. Um, we'll tell you how that little Twitter exchange went here in just a few minutes. Also, the New York Times admitting that puberty blockers for adolescents have some really negative consequences. Oh, wow. You mean the most obvious assessment imaginable, but one that we haven't been allowed to say out loud. Certainly they wouldn't say out loud before the election. We'll discuss. But, Clay, you know what I'm going to say, man. You know where I'm going here, buddy. Because, look, the, the House majority is a good thing. It's not all that we wanted, but it's it's prevented total disaster in this election. It means that things are edging toward a better place. But Carrie Lake, Clay, lost the governor's race in Arizona as of last night. We had her on the show a lot, compelling to so many people. What happened, my man? So there are two things that I would say stun me about this election. One, as we have discussed, is John Fetterman winning and winning by four and a half points in Pennsylvania in a manner that wasn't particularly close. That stunned me. I'm also stunned that Carrie Lake lost. Now, the margin is going to be around 20,000 votes, at least right now it is. But to me, if you are a Republican voter, you have to take a step back and think about this question. Democrats managed to elect the worst candidate that either party nominated for a statewide election, John Fetterman, and Republican in an open seat. And Republicans could not elect Carrie Lake, who I think was the best candidate, who ran the best campaign of anyone for an open seat. And just to make it clear for open seat, I mean non-incumbent, right? And you've heard me talk about how much I love everything that Carrie Lake did. So if Democrats can elect the worst statewide candidate, which I think it's fair to say, Buck, John Fetterman was, based on his not only policies, but also his health, and if Republicans could not elect. These are in purple states and toss-up states like Arizona and Pennsylvania. The best candidate that either party put forward. Something is severely wrong with the way that we are running elections. Okay, now I know a lot of people out there are going to say, well, the election was stolen. And certainly I understand that argument. If there is any evidence that is found that the election was stolen, we'll be the first to talk about it on this program. But what did we say for months on this show? We had to win outside the margin of error. We had to put it so unquestionably in the Republican camp, and we didn't do it. And there are Republicans listening to us right now in Arizona, according to the data, that ended up voting for Democrats. And so when you look at the results that came out of these elections, Democrats were more loyal to their candidates than Republicans were to theirs. And so, Buck, I think we have a lot of big questions to answer, to discuss. Now, this is not a cataclysm, right? Basically, every incumbent won election. There are incredible stories for Republicans. What happened in Florida is, if I had told you four years ago that Ron DeSantis was going to win re-election by 20 points after he had won by 30,000 votes, none of you would have believed it. If I had told you that Uh, Lee Zeldin was going to nearly beat Kathy Hochul and that the reason why we were going to have a House majority was because so many Republicans in New York were going to come out and turn much of New York red. None of you would have believed me. If I had said that 
uh, Brian Kemp was going to beat Stacey Abrams by eight points or that Beto was going to lose by double digits to Greg Abbott. There are a lot of really good stories out there. But ultimately, we won a narrow House majority, and it looks like we're going to lose either one or have a draw, depending on what happens in the runoff with Herschel Walker and the Reverend Raphael Warnock, despite the fact, Buck, that Joe Biden is the worst president of our lives. So this is a time to assess. This is a time to analyze. Go back and look at the proverbial game film and figure out what you need to do to win a landslide election in 24. I think one important story about politics right now in recent years that could illuminate uh, the, the path forward here would be the situation of California from 2018. California, obviously, the ultimate blue stronghold, the most important Democrat state. But there are some red areas. I mean, we there, there are millions of Republicans who live in California. A whole bunch of them listen to this show. We've got big audience in Los Angeles, big audience in San Diego. Big, you know, good, so. good point to bring that home, Buck. More people voted for Donald Trump in California in 2020 than Texas. Yeah. That stuns a lot of people. So while you won't win statewide right now with the numbers as they are, you can win individual congressional seats. 2018 was, and people forget this, Democrats, it was kind of not such a great night for them, and then it actually got better over time. Why? Because there were some places, like California, where they were already expanding a lot of these different voting provisions, and mail-in voting became a major focus of Democrats. Obviously, 2020 supercharged this, the COVID year, but Democrats were able to use tools to their advantage. Republicans, it's interesting, I was reading about this in the Orange County Register and had to hit my friend uh, Kurt Schlichter and Mike Cernovich for putting this information out there. Um, you, You see that there were Republican groups that took it upon themselves to do the things that Democrats had done in California. Meaning they're like, you know what, if they're going to do ballot harvesting, if they're going to do drop boxes, if they're going to, remember, encouraging people to do mail-in. This is a simple numbers game. You tell everybody to show up to your party, and I mean like a party, like a birthday party. If you say you got to show up on this day, I just had an engagement party, Clay. Sometimes, you know, someone gets COVID, someone gets a sore throat, someone can't make it, the kids got, you know, extra school stuff, whatever. You tell somebody, hey, you can show up. My party's 30 days long. You show up any day, and that could, that's considered showing up to my uh, my party. Um, that obviously is going to just help you from a pure yield perspective. So in California, they did some of this. And guess what the effect is? California and New York are going to be two states that, even though they're very blue, gave us enough tightly contested Republican wins in Congress that we're actually not in the nightmare position of losing con- or not having control of the House again, not not being able to take control of the House. So we have to look at some of the case studies here about, well, what would actually work? How would we win? Because the, the throw up your hands in despair and nothing matters. And if we get into election nihilism with, oh, my gosh, they they cheat all the time. Well, we have to find ways to beat them, even though they're cheating. I, I you know, you, I, we can't retreat into our turtle shell and say, well, they cheat. We got to find ways to beat them or or else what are we even doing getting out there and thinking this country isn't finished, which I refuse to ever believe this country is finished. We're going to take it back from these commies. I think that's an important point, because what I am seeing in reaction. First of all, let's start here. 
millions more people voted for Republicans than voted for Democrats so far in the tally. That's a pretty substantial swing. So another crazy stat for you, Buck, you're talking about California. It looks like Ron DeSantis is going to win Florida by more than Gavin Newsom wins California. I haven't seen very many people talk about this. Gavin Newsom's up around 17 or 18 right now in California. Ron DeSantis won by nearly 20 in Florida. That's pretty seismic. And so Donald Trump is going to announce tonight, and the 2024 campaign is going to begin effectively in earnest. Some point in the near future, January, February, Joe Biden's going to have to decide, hey, am I going to run or not? Both of us now think that he's going to run. And then we're basically going to be off and running. And some of the data points that we need to consider, and I'll talk about this a little bit when we come back, are what did we support that turned off persuadable voters? And how do we get those persuadable voters to break in our direction? Because one of the big surprises, in addition to me, that Republicans were not as loyal to their candidates as Democrats were. In other words, Republicans were more likely to split tickets. Independents broke for Democrats. How in the world did independents look around at the worst president of our life and make the decision, hey, we need to support more of this? It's stunning to me. And so I think as we sort of sift through the returns and contemplate what took place across the nation, we're going to have the House. We're going to have a significant check on Joe Biden that effectively keeps him from getting very much done. I'd like to think we could still win in Georgia and basically put Joe Manchin in control of the United States Senate as fickle and unreliable as he may be. Did you see, Buck, just uh, in the last couple of hours, it's been announced one of the Republicans in West Virginia has announced that he's taken on Joe Manchin. So the 2024 Senate campaign has already begun in earnest, and Joe Manchin's going to have to make a decision because he's not winning. I mean, you talk about why why what happens with Herschel matters in a big way. There should be two easy pickups, I believe, for Republicans in 2024. We should pick up Montana, and we should pick up West Virginia. Now, there's many other states where we could run competitively in, depending on how things go, but we should pick up two seats just by virtue of Montana's deep red and West Virginia is deep red, there's no reason that Democrats should be elected to represent uh, those places. And so I think we're going to pick up two just by virtue of the map. And as we said, Democrats are going to have to defend a lot more. So this is a big deal as we start to think about it. But I want to share some data with you when we come back that is jumping out at me. Uh, We'll also open up phone lines, continue to allow you guys to react to 800-282-2882. But I want to tell you about our friend uh, Mike Lindell at MyPillow. He's the first person to tell you uh, how appreciative he is of all of your support. And we certainly support him and his willingness to go out and fight for what he believes in. Right now, he's got another incredible offer for you. He's got two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually it's $89.98. Right now, you can get it for $39.98 with the promo code Clay and Buck. That's saving more than 50%. Now, MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and for the holiday season, they're even extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and Christmas Day will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 
2023. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get this incredible deal. $39.99 on the towel set. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, one thing that I think is clear is as you look at the overall results, the people that Donald Trump endorsed in swing states that Biden won did not have good elections. All right, I want to run through the results. Governors, Carrie Lake lost in Arizona. Mastriano lost in Pennsylvania. Michaels lost in Wisconsin. Uh, Tudor Dixon lost in Michigan. Uh, Purdue, who was the uh, Republican running against Brian Kemp, got slaughtered in Georgia. The only person that Donald Trump endorsed in a in a swing state that Biden won, who won election, was Lombardo in Nevada. All right, continuing, uh, uh, Buck. Senate, Blake Masters endorsed, lost. Oz endorsed, lost. 
Ron Johnson won, but he was the incumbent. Uh, Adam Laxalt lost. Herschel's in a runoff. Balduck lost. Everybody the endorsed for Secretary of State in these uh, in these places lost as well. Okay, what does that tell us? I think at a minimum, Trump's going to announce tonight, Buck. He has to stop talking about 2020. He, if he wants to be president in 2024, he cannot run constantly talking about the election being stolen in 2020. I, I can just say, Clay, that there are people who are very who are very well known to this audience and who are very close to Trump, who I know for a fact over a year ago were telling the president, stop talking about 2020. Yes. I, I, and, and they didn't want to say it publicly because they didn't want to undermine him. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't, they, they love him. They want him yeah. to win. They're all about it. But as a strategy, you know, we got to look at what works and what doesn't. I mean, that's, I think that's what this is all about. We're, we're a coach. It's halftime. The midterm is halftime. The, the game actually ends here in terms of MAGA and Trump and all that in 2024. What do we want to do? If we want to just repeat what we did, Clay, I think it's going to be bad news. Trump needs to come out tonight, in my opinion, and eviscerate Joe Biden eviscerate him for his leadership, eviscerate him for the past two years, and specifically say, I'm done talking about the past. I believe that I won in 2020. I think they rigged it, but I am leaving that in the past because I understand that 2024 is a campaign for the future. If he continues to relitigate the past, I just read you all of the people that he endorsed. I don't think it's a coincidence that they all lost in these swing states. And you can say, well, he's right. These are the right candidates. Well, you're going to have to win some of these swing states in order to be elected president. If they run the exact same game plan and we end up with the exact same map, guess what, Buck? We're going to lose in 2024. That's a reality. You're going to have to flip Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin or Georgia or Nevada or Arizona or you lose, right? Those six states will decide this election. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know another way around this. And you and I are sitting here as we want a Republican president. Desperately. Assuming, desperately. If Trump announces tonight, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about the best way to get him four more years. If he's the nominee, this is where we're heading, folks. We're going to talk more about it. Besides the ballot box you visited last week, my friends, there are other ways you can exercise your vote. One is by choosing where and who you spend your money with. Cell phone industry is a perfect example of that. Verizon Wireless, AT&T, and T-Mobile have all shown their true colors in the past two years, being far more blue than red. Pure Talk, the cell phone service company we both like, the one that I use day in and day out, has shown that their values are aligned with ours. Pure Talk also believes in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. We're Pure Talk customers, and here's what we like. You get better value every month with a lower bill while getting the same network so many of you are used to and the same coverage as the big guys. Switch now. All you have to do from your cell phone, which you keep, by the way, if you want, dial pound 250 and say Clay and Buck to save 50% off your first month. From your phone now, from your phone now dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, everybody. Ted Cruz has weighed in on some of these uh, races that the GOP did not win. And look, I'm I'm open to any ideas. I, I know there's that frustration 
of watching our team not do as well as we had hoped. I feel it. Clay feels it. Um, and it, it certainly seemed aligned for things to be much better than they were. There are some bright spots. There's the overall trend toward the GOP getting about three percentage points more nationally in the midterm of the what you could say popular vote than the Democrats. Florida was an enormous just as a state, not just the governor's race, but everything in Florida was an enormous midterm, uh, well, mini red wave, if you will. And New York's Long Island going four for four with uh, congressional seats. I think Lee Zeldin deserves a big high five. That's Lee Zeldin territory. I know he didn't win the governor's race, but that was certainly promising. Uh, looks like Lauren Boebert, friends, a friend of ours here on the show, is going to pull it out in Colorado in a tough race. A number of congressional seats in California are looking good. So it's a mixed picture. We get that. And there were some governor's races that we really wish. And we just saw Kerry Lake's in, you know, stuff come out last night. We really wish that had been different. That all said, we want to make it different. We're not, we're not having a pity party, right? We're having a, we rally. We're happy warriors. We move on. So what does that look like now going forward? What is the ongoing conversation that should be had within the GOP about not only ideas, principles, best practices within our politics in that sense, but also the machinery? How do we actually win in these places? Because just speaking to people that already agree with us on the right is obviously not going to do it. Just doing balloting on the day of the election is not going to do it. Ted Cruz talked about how we lost some of these races we shouldn't have. Here's what he says. Play 19. Frustrated out of my mind that we did not have the kind of election we should have. The American people are really unhappy with the path we're on. The polling shows about 70 percent of Americans know that we're on the wrong path. And yet, unfortunately, the Democrats defied the odds. They held on to the Senate. We lost some races we shouldn't have lost. And, and, and I think that means, at least in the United States Senate, we need to change what we're doing. We need strong principled conservatives in the senate to stand and lead to lead as happy warriors to lead with a smile but with a clear contrast we need to to not roll over and give in to disastrous policies from the democrats but rather give the voters a clear and meaningful alternative clay i didn't know he was even going to say happy warriors in that soundbite i just saw the beginning of it uh, uh but there you have it and i do think that's you know, t- taking a page from the Reagan book of what does America look like if we do things the right way uh, and and Republicans can lead, that's going to be a very different tone than just B- Biden's awful because Biden's awfulness wasn't enough this time. I don't think that alone would be enough next time. Well, it certainly isn't. And that's that's why I'm so troubled by some of these results, the two that I talked about in particular. John Fetterman won by over four points in Pennsylvania. And Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs didn't even really campaign. She can I, can I give anywhere. you a counterpoint yeah. that people have been throwing at me a lot on the Fetterman thing? Fetterman is a bad candidate for you and for me and for this audience because we actually care about a person having clarity and cognition and we think that being in the Senate is tough and whatever. If you're a Democrat living or, you know, even some of these independents, who are living in some of these areas of Pennsylvania, you feel forgotten, you think the GOP doesn't really speak to your needs, this guy wears a hoodie. It may be inauthentic to a lot of us, it may be absurd, but Clay, it worked by four points, right? So we have to, you know, you and I see him as a terrible candidate, but we have to look at 
How was he able? Now, some people put this very squarely on Oz. They say that he, you know, he, the crudite from New Jersey, yada, yada. I, I think that's I think that's too harsh, but I think there's a case to be made that we could have had a stronger candidate there. But I, I just think we have to. How is it that Fetterman won four points is more my focus than. Yeah, that debate was it was honestly embarrassing and uncomfortable, but he still won. No, no, yeah, I, I think we're aligned here. What I'm saying is he's atrocious, and he won by four and a half points. Right, so we so, have to get into the why. Yes, and also the fear of if he can win by four and a half points, how do we flip Pennsylvania by four and a half points by in two years in order to win that state? Or, look, we think Gretchen Whitmer was awful. She won by 11 in Michigan. That, uh, that was honestly one of the ones that stung the most of all yes. of these. I mean, the woman was doing cable news hits with a Fauci pillow behind her. His little Fauci face she, on it. She is one of the worst people in responding to COVID in the entire country. I mean, for people who lived in uh, in Michigan, they were blocking off your ability to buy seeds. They weren't letting you take your boats out on the lakes. And she won by 11. So my point on this, Buck, is you need to start looking, and I mean everybody out there, at the returns and saying, who is the person that is going to win Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia, or Arizona? That's this race, all right? And I know we're starting early, but those are the six states where you're going to have to win. You're going to have to win whatever it is, two or three of those, in order to skate by and be president. And if we're losing to Fetterman by four and a half points, right. those aren't good trend lines going into 2024. This requires soul searching, right? Because as a party, when when you have a candidate like Fetterman, we see this and we say, there's no way that any responsible person could cast votes for this guy to be in the United States Senate. Well, it just happened. Yes. And it happened not even by a close margin. I mean, four points in Pennsylvania is a pretty big win. Fetterman outperformed Biden. Yes. So we got, it's not just Biden voters, folks, or at least they were able to mobilize behind Fetterman more than they did Biden. We have to be clear-eyed, look at these numbers, and understand what really happened here. And that's going to be uncomfortable in some places. I know there's a lot of fighting. People are saying, how dare you talk about candidate quality? It wasn't that. Well, it depends. Maybe in some places it was, maybe in some places it wasn't. Oh, it's not about the machinery, the voting. Actually, I think in some places it really was, or certainly that's a major factor. We have to do multi-factor analysis of what happened here and understand how it is that we could do better the next time and not allow ourselves to fall into comfortable narratives like, oh, we'll just have better messaging next time, or we'll have a better messenger and that will get it all done at the top of the ticket. Whoever our, our presidential nominee may be. That alone, I don't care who the president is next time around, or, or the nominee is the next time around. We keep looking at these states and these numbers. 2022 and 2020 were basically a replay. Yep. So why do we think it would be different in those states? Yeah, sure, we mobilized. We mobilized votes in Florida. We mobilized votes in Texas. We turned out the red there. We've already got those votes. We've already got those electoral college uh, check marks. So... Got to got to look long and hard at these places, Clay, and and be willing to listen to people about this. I'm listening to people all the time. They're they're shooting down this idea, that idea. I say, well, hold on. I thought this was a great candidate. They say, yeah, well, you know, this mistake was made. That wasn't done. There wasn't enough of this after 2020. Think about where we are in those six states that I just laid out. 
Lombardo just won the Nevada governorship. That's probably the best win that Republicans have in this entire election nationwide in terms of those six states. And Brian Kemp won by eight. Okay, I think that every Republican should dive into Brian Kemp's campaign and say, how did he win by eight in Georgia? How did he manage to triumph that much in a state that he only won by 50,000 votes by in that 2018 election? What's going on there? And, and, and it's important, and, by the way, Clay, that we have that conversation right now because with the Herschel runoff, I'm, I don't know if you saw this, our friend Senator Ted Cruz tweeted out, he's worried that, yeah, okay, they already are going to have de facto Senate control because of what's happened in Arizona and Nevada, but if Herschel loses to Warnock in Georgia and they get to 51, yep, he thinks they may decide to boot the filibuster. That was what this Ted Cruz guys in the Senate knows a thing or two about the Constitution and Senate procedure. Well, I mean, Buck, if you look at what's coming in 24, it might be their last chance to do it. That's right. And that, by the way, think about what a, you know, if, if they if they were to do that, the ramifications, I think, would be significant. Thank God, it seems, the House is not going to be in Democrat hands. Although you, you notice that, uh, I mean, it's, what is it? They haven't officially declared it now, but I think. We're at 217, and we're right. leading in four other races right. that it seems I mean, they would like. Have right. to be, it would not stun me if by we the got way, the announcement during the show today. If if we do lose the house, then I'm also going to be I'm going to be like it's time to you know re- retreat to a cabin in the woods somewhere and just talk about how none, nothing matters anymore. So I, I think we will be okay in in the house. Um, and Clay, going to be interesting here. Who's going to be the house majority, uh, or rather, a speaker of the house? Who's going to be speaker of the house? I think it's going to be answer. Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> I think it's going to be Kevin McCarthy. I think he's going to end up winning it. But uh, but the you know. It's, it's not going to be as clean as people anticipated when there was the belief, certainly, that we were going to win this in a big way. And so as we continue to break down and think about everything going forward, I, I think that's a big part of uh, this discussion in general. Um, but overall, we've got a lot to discuss uh, in the world of, uh, of... We'll take your calls, 800-282-2882, but Buck first... Let's Um, roll right into the commercial break here. And this is the Clay and Buck Show. No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe versus Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where Preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, 
diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back, my friends. You know, the heartbeat of an unborn child is the only sound they can make before they're welcomed into this world. For many expectant mothers, it's the sound they hear with the help of an ultrasound machine in a doctor's office. There's an organization that relies on the same ultrasound technology to make the connection. That's the Preborn Pregnancy Clinic with locations across this country that welcome expectant mothers making a very difficult decision, life or death for that unborn child. Preborn clinics welcome these women with love and information and resources, and that includes an ultrasound to introduce each mom to her unborn child. What the women and men at the preborn clinics accomplish is just outstanding. They've saved the lives of hundreds of thousands of babies over the years. Our goal, the pro-life community's goal, is to help them rescue 40,000 babies this year alone. And they do that at preborn with donations from you. This is a nonprofit organization, and donations are tax-deductible. So please consider making a donation of just $28, and now through a match, your gift will be doubled. Make a donation of $140, and it will double to $280 and allow for 10 ultrasounds, which could save up to 10 babies' lives. Any gift will help. All donations are tax-deductible. You can use your cell phone right now. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That will connect you with a person right away. That's pound 250 and say baby, or you can donate online securely like I do. Go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Uh, Clay, you know, there, there's a lot still to do in the political scene, but also, do you, you see, I, 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 this FTX story, I know I talked about it yesterday about this crypto exchange. At some point in the show, I want to go back to it and dive into some more. This is crazy. And even people, big players in the industry, uh, you see the, the guy who um, runs Citadel, uh, I think it's Ken Griffin, a you know multi you know billionaire runs this huge finance firm. He's like, 
I'm just going to put this out there. Maybe the fact that this guy was writing $30 million of checks to Democrats in the midterms kept the regulators off his back a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah, and and I don't know how all this money's not going to have to be refunded uh, from a minimum, the political campaigns. And what in the world's going to happen? We got a $50 billion fraud. I would think that there have to be some criminal charges that are going to be applied to this guy. And did you see Michael Lewis has been traveling with him oh, for yeah. the last six months? Six months. He's going to do the defi- the definitive FTX crypto book that will turn into a best uh, you know a bestseller and also a huge movie. I'm sure this is the guy you all know behind Moneyball, behind the Big Short, Liars Poker, which was actually his original, and I think in some ways maybe among his best, maybe his best. So uh, he writes great the books. He's a lit by the way. So book. yeah, but I but I think this is one of those things, Buck, that's so complicated. In terms of crypto, like what percentage of our audience do you think has invested in crypto? 5%? I think it's a really small percentage of our audience that would be all in on crypto. And there's certainly tons of people who are all in on crypto. But it feels like many of these investment schemes, crypto, NFTs, a lot of them are really starting to take on water here. And the biggest thing for crypto, and you and I have talked about this, I don't know about the air on the air, but the reason why we were told you should invest in crypto is because the overall in, uh, government and economies are going to collapse, and this way you'll have assets. But they've actually gone down more during this whole right. uh, in, inflationary they seem mess to be than anything. And the opposite of a hedge against exactly instability. Right. They're, they're the opposite of, say, Gold, which has proven throughout history to be a thing that people want, especially when things get really rough financially. You show up with a gold bar in Belize, you show up in Thailand, you show up in Algeria. People are like, oh, yeah, that is worth something. I will give you show up and you say, hey, I've got like Dogecoin stored away on my wallet, you know, not my wallet chain, whatever the crypto chain. I don't even I, look. I don't know. Blockchain. The thing is about this, too. People are very smug about this. There are people who will be like, oh, you don't understand crypto. The number of people who truly understand it at a technology level is less than the less than 1% of people who actually even buy crypto or the first. It's a tiny fraction of uh, people involved in this who even know what the heck is going on. Well, and I think this ties into whether or how there will be charges brought is it's going to take brilliant forensic accountants to go back through all of this, I think, and analyze why this collapsed in the way that it did and whether there was fraud involved that allowed the collapse to occur. I tend to think there was, but proving it can be complicated given the complexities of the financial uh, machinations here. And, and I'd mentioned yesterday uh, the Theranos debacle, uh, one MDB, which is a uh, which was made which was written about in a book called The Billion Dollar Whale, uh, which is actually a very very good book. And some of these frauds, it's so interesting to see how Clay, the individuals that that do this, they understand the emotions of the elites. They understand how to cover themselves in layers of invincibility through things like investing in ESG or or similar. Social good. I mentioned, you know, yesterday that there there's now this new um, uh, what is it? Targeted altruism or something? That's not. It's something else. Altruism. I forget. But it's essentially, oh, you're 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 taking all this money. You're you're becoming ultra rich, and no one really understands how or what value you're creating. 
but you're funding Democrats and you're spending money to fight climate change and global inequality. So clearly you must know what you're doing. That is the mentality of the people that are supposed to protect the rest of us from being swindled in massive Ponzi schemes. Yeah, and I saw Jeff Bezos talk about this. He's going to give all his money away, and he's focused on climate change and everything else. I'd like to see one of these guys, or girls, because his ex-wife's giving away her money too. How about invest in actual, tangible, like math degrees, science degrees, something other than liberal arts, right, to create another generation of people that theoretically would apply the scientific method and or know how to use uh, you know, science and math in a complex way, as opposed to sort of ch- chasing this ephemeral yeah. uh, idea. Oh, yeah. Of this was like the Clinton, change. the Clinton Global Initiative and all that. It was raise money from rich people so they can feel good about themselves for funding other pretty rich people to do nothing but to go to fancy cocktail parties. Yeah, that doesn't sound ideal to me. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.